Thanks for listening to the Best of Coast to Coast podcast. Become a Coast Insider to hear the rest of this fascinating conversation. And check out recent shows where we learned about scientific efforts to revive the woolly mammoth, the latest in military drone technology, and the mysterious Shroud of Turin. And you can listen to those programs and many more amazing Coast shows by heading over to coasttocoastam.com and signing up for Coast Insider. Now, here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. Welcome back. Wilbur Allen back with us, engineer, inventor. He's no stranger to UFO encounters, an alien encounter in the United Kingdom at the age of five. Left him face-to-face with a group of gray ETs. Former White House Air Force One engineer for ABC News, contract photographer at the National Geographic as well. And again, get up to the coasttocoastam.com website and look at some of the graphics and visuals that Wilbur has sent to Lex that we have posted there because it really is fascinating work. Wilbur, welcome back. Thanks for having me, George. How you been? I'm I'm fine. How about yourself? All well? Doing very well, thank you. Great. But these visuals you sent are amazing. How did you get them all? Well, you know, what's interesting is they're from two different locations. One sample, for example, the first one on your website is from Washington, D.C., the one directly beneath it, which shows exactly the same thing, is in Virginia airspace 63 miles away. Oh, really? Yes. Interesting. You've been doing a lot of work on uh, portals since our last show. Tell me, give me some updates. Well, you know, since the research has been out there, in fact, because of your show, our show that we did, that um, NASA has done a little bit more in presenting the information in terms of what they are now perceiving to be as spatial portals above our atmosphere, and they've confirmed the validity of spatial portals opening specifically in various airspaces, which were allowing anomalous aircraft to enter and exit our airspace at will. Who creates the portals? Do the, uh, let's say, the ETs, or is this a natural phenomenon? Well, it, it in based on my research, and because I'm able to show you specifically with the data, especially that's on the website here, that the same objects are in various airspace, and that in, in exactness, if we take and look at both of these pieces of, of evidence and, and see that what I'm showing you in Washington and what I'm showing you in Virginia is exactly the same, then we have forensically documented in terms of the validity of the object itself, that it is indeed a reality and not associated to something that would be the byproduct of um, a slow shutter speed or mm-hmm. inadequate technology incapable of photographing something moving at that velocity, especially in, in terms of how the samples are photographed. These are photographed in extreme darkness and, and using technology that has 4 million ISO capability. So these are extreme for, forensic samples of extraterrestrial objects that are in inner space, not outer space, but inner side, inside our atmosphere and flying in close proximity to the camera that's uh, posted in both locations, in in fact, in all of the locations of these samples. Wilbur, could these portals also be uh, on the the ground on planet Earth? Indeed, indeed. And that's that's what's so interesting about this, is I've got samples taken here, and in samples in Washington, D.C., and here I mean in, in Virginia, 
where in specifically, on, it's on this page here, the objects would materialize, and you see them come into the airspace incrementally, which is like coming through a door that you opened, and as you're walking through the door, the rest of your body is coming through the door behind you. Jeez. And that's how these objects are entering into the airspace. And, and it was even more interesting where in filming these samples, and when I do this, I set my camera up specifically in the same place, so you have consistency in terms of the area of analysis. So in the same areas of analysis, when I set my camera up, I get this action, and the action is always consistently the same. And in fact, how is it a possibility that it's exactly the same, other than there is a spatial portal there? David Politis, one of our guests, has talked about missing people, Wilbur. They just simply seem to vanish. I'm beginning to wonder if they're somehow stumbling into some of these portals and they're gone. Well, you know, what's even more interesting is the samples that you have on your website on the nights that these objects were imaged. People mysteriously vanished in Washington, D.C. And when I say they mysteriously vanished, when you are on the street and you have an accident and your cell phone gets inadvertently crushed or whatever, the technology inside your cell phone still specifically would say the location of where you are in terms of that accident. It tells you where you are. When these people vanished, not only did they vanish without a trace, so did their cell phone signature. How does that possibly yeah, happen? Yeah, just gobbled right up. It's gone. Gone. It's gone. Well, that's kind of scary, isn't it? They just take you and you can't make a call once you're inside that craft. It's impossible. Your signature, everything is gone. What are they doing with these people, Wilbur? Well, you know, I'm... I'm. It's It's going to sound a bit morbid, but... You know, um, lay it it out for us. Well, when you buy a chicken, what is the most tender part of the chicken? The neck. And what part of the neck in terms of its overall density would that be the tender part? Small part. The dark meat. Yeah. And are they eating people? There's a very strong possibility when, you know, think if if there's got to be as above, so below, if, if the if the dark part of the chicken is more tender, then therefore, you know, the consumption of the African-Americans that vanished without a trace in the year 2017 in northeast Washington, D.C., um, could be directly attributed to these objects taking them off-world and, you know, eating them. David Jacobs believes that visitations are not friendly. Not some of them, not some of them. It's almost selective, though, however, you know, when, for example, in all of these samples, these objects, without a doubt, um, wanted me to capture the events in which, which I'm showing you. You know, how is it possible that I'm able to capture these objects in, in NASA, NASA can't? Well, one, you're a good photographer, and uh, well, that no, shows. It's, it's, it's when I was abducted as a child, they implanted me with something, and now whatever this, this thing is that is inside me, it's giving me the instructions and location as to where to get, where to set up my camera. Wilbur, tell us about that, that case when you were a little boy. What happened? Um, you know, my dad, my dad was SAC, and SAC, if people don't know this, who, who, are, who aren't St- U.S. Strategic military. Strategic Air Command, right? Strategic Air Command, exactly. And Strategic Air Command in the United States Air Force was the nuclear side. And that's where all the nuclear weapons were 
controlled, you know, the fail-safe bombs that are out there. Tactical bombers are controlled under this level of nuclear technology that was constantly deployed in, in various areas of the world in constant air flight. Well, the, this abduction case, how did it happen? What happened to you? Um, I think because my parents worked with those tactical bombers that had nuclear weapons mm -hmm. on board, that uh, aliens um, picked my parents because of my mother's um, German and my father's African-American. And it was the same basic combination in which they abducted Betty and Barney Hill. Okay. But the differences are... Um, my mother and father had children, which is my brother and I. And here the extraterrestrials saw the, um, because it's just, we're talking early interracial marriages, this is way before, when it was like, way before it was became a uh, socially acceptable thing. Right. But during the time of really racism in, in this country, the extraterrestrials looked at me as a hybrid and... Um, put whatever it was they put into me, which the military doctors could not detect. Was it an implant of some type? I, I, I was put, they put something into the soft tissue in where your ear is in your neck, where the ear and the neck join. Okay. You know, right there, right there in the very low area. It's very tender there. And they implanted it there. And it, it started... How can I explain it? It, they, it was that when they first put it in, it was there at the surface, and then yearly and yearly, as it as it, um, it started trying to it, take it, into my central nervous system, which it, it moved on its own, didn't it? It moved on its own to to where it needed to be to to form this uh, transponder, which is why I'm able to get these objects and and get them perfectly framed, like I'm getting them here, um, with their help. In, in letting me know that they're coming. I mean, it's, it's like they're posing for you. Exactly. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more.